guys in short sports Los Angeles and welcome to 2017. It was a rough start to the year with a New Year's Day Rams loss to the Cardinals. However, seeing as how everyone expected that, except for probably me, we won't count it. So strike that from the record and LA started off 2017 strong with a big USC victory over Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. yeah! There you go. <laughs> there is a lot to talk about in L.A. sports, including the Lakers, Clippers, and Kings, so let's get to talking. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. It's 2017, which hopefully means another championship in L.A. Yeah! Darren Besa. Welcome 2017. Woo! And Ben Garcia. whoop de woo And Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Fight on. <laughs> <laughs> you are looking extra excited. Uh, I am on the upswing tonight. I'm feeling good. <laughs> is. Yeah, we'll touch on it later, but I was not feeling good for uh, for some moments tonight. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. So, I'm sure. Sure. uncomfortable. Yeah, so yeah. it's a nice one. Well, Darren and I were at the Rams game on New Year's Day, the final home game, and we got a bunch of interviews from fans while tailgating before the game. It was actually really cool to talk to all the fans out there. Yes. You figure... On New Year's Day, it's the hardcore fans yes. that are out there. And, and so we got we got to talk to a bunch of them. So we have interviews from them that we're going to be playing and commenting on a little later on in the show. But I feel like we should start on a high note, and that would be USC in the Rose Bowl. Oh, yes. Hammer. Oh, yes. What do you got for us? Well, if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, USC is relevant again. Uh-oh. <laughs> they tried what? to not be relevant yeah. in the third quarter. <laughs> so, USC beat number five Penn State in the Rose Bowl 52 to 49. So it was an wow. absolute... Was there just no defense th- being played? Th- that's the crazy thing is there were some solid defensive stops. I mean, these were two... And even, some missed tackles. Yeah, so, yeah, some missed tackles as well. Lots but of these missed tackles. Were some, <laughs> some evenly matched teams and both teams... Just brought it, and and it, it was a, a fun game to watch if you were a neutral supporter. It kind of reminded yeah. me a little bit of the USC Texas game, where, well, big time, where you had just the knockout punch, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's like when you're watching a boxing match and somebody punches the other guy and he wobbles a little bit, and then that guy punches the guy back and he wobbles. It was two heavyweights throwing haymakers, and yeah. that's what this game was the entire game. Yeah, it was it was it was just an exciting game to watch. USC started off great uh, in the first quarter. They were up thirteen to zero, so it was looking like USC was going to run was going to run away with it. You can tell the field was a bit of a factor. There were some some injuries today because of it. You know, go figure. In Southern California, it's been raining like what? crazy. What <laughs> the heck you said last week? So the the field the conditions were rough. So players were slipping. There were some nerves. So it got off to a little bit of a slow start. But Sam Darnold. Just was an absolute man possessed today. He was threading the needle, uh, you know, early and giving his team the lead. And then Penn State, they they clawed back into it and they gave USC a game in the second and third quarter. I looked at the box score; they scored twenty one points in the second quarter, twenty eight points in the third quarter. Oh wow! A guy named. Uh, Chris Godwin just had a the game of his life. He was he was killing us. Uh, he was a man amongst yeah, boys. Yeah, he, he was just on fire. I mean, and, even with the Dory Jackson playing him, who's yeah. our top defensive back. I mean, he out. I think he probably is what eight to ten inches taller. Yeah. And it didn't matter where the ball was thrown. His arms were like they had sticky glue at the end of his hand. It just, oh, it wow. just kept falling to yeah. him. Yeah. No matter no matter what happened. He's available. The Rams could use him. <laughs> yeah, the Rams. <laughs> so could use so, anybody. So USC yeah. kind of lost their momentum after after the half because they went in with the lead at the half. But in the end, they had a fourth quarter 
comeback, and it was on on the shoulders of Sam Darnold. His stat line was 453 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. Wow. And considering that he is a freshman, and they were even talking about players who were on the field. Mark Sanchez said he was just in awe watching him play. You know, there is something special about this kid, and you see it. He has the calmness. He has the presence. You can tell he was not phased. They were down at one point, I believe it it was 41 to 27 or 42 to 27 and he just business as usual marched down the field did his job and just picked off his receivers putting balls you know to your best friend juju smith schuster you know is. making circus catches getting his, his toes in and, and to get on to donald yeah. right there and and the commentators they they kind of highlighted the just the maturity Mm-hmm. Of of Sam Darnold because he's sitting in the pocket. You've got the safety coming over. The DB was playing close, and I don't remember who was in the end zone, but he throws yeah. the ball into this right. little small window. Darius Rogers. To Darius yeah. Rogers. Into this little small window where only Darius Rogers yeah. could catch it. And when most freshmen would would probably be just throwing their hands up in the air yeah. and running, <laughs> he looks over at the coach. Are we going for one or for two? And doesn't celebrate because because he he wanted to make sure that he had his team ready. And to have the wherewithal at that age in the Rose Bowl, the biggest game Mm -hmm. of your life, to be into that situation and to not celebrate, to look over at the coach and to know exactly what you need to do to get your team ready, that's that's leadership. Yeah, that pass. Right. There were five Penn State defenders around Darius Rogers, and Darius Rogers wasn't even at the spot. He had to trust that Darius Rogers was going to be running onto that spot, and he just threaded the needle perfectly. I mean, it was just an absolute, you know, dime of a pass. And I, Ben's mentioning it. It's not just the wherewithal and the 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 presence. There are a couple times where it looked like he was going to get sacked, and he finds a way to get out of the pocket. There's one where he actually was getting sacked, and he, he still jumped up, still yeah. stood up, <laughs> and still crazy. completed a pass. He's, yeah. I mean, they could not knock him down, and they ran a two point conversion where he slipped, and he still. Had the composure to that wasn't know, part it. of the play. Yeah, that, that was. That's <laughs> I would have said that was that's part true. of the play in, in the so, press conference. You know, they just he was just a, a man possessed, and I wanted to give it up to to Penn State because that Saquon Barkley is he was very dangerous. The running back from Penn State, he was just cutting and and yeah. He, I, I was I was going to be content with a loss, saying if this guy is going to be the one who kills us, what what are you going to do yeah. with a guy like this? Well, and and, and I'll tell you. As a as a USC fan, every time I kept hearing Barkley's doing this, Barkley's yeah. doing that, I had these reminiscences of, all right, USC's doing well. Oh, oh. shit, that's not our Barkley. Because there was a few times where I wasn't watching, I was listening because I was dealing with my daughter. So anyway, that's awesome. And, were, and their quarterback, his name is McSorley, also. Right. So I keep expecting like a hockey player to yeah, come Marty. out. Yeah, Marty. Where's Marty? Yeah. So so that was kind of funny. So um, in the end, in the fourth quarter. Darnold goes, they tie it 49-49, and everyone is thinking overtime. Yep. Penn State uh, looks like they're just going to run out the clock and they're going to be content with overtime. They, for some reason, throw the ball downfield thinking maybe they can get lucky or get in field goal position. And then USC intercepts it and run it, runs it all the way back to the 33-yard line, setting them up perfectly. And that was with in regulation. seconds on the Yeah, yeah in regulation. Clock, right? With yeah. seconds on the clock, you know, less than a minute. Then Darnold, yeah. uh, they did a run play and then ran the clock down which, to five seconds. Which actually surprised me because, yeah. you know, the kicker had missed twice from, you know, 49 and 51, I think, were the two that he missed. Mm-hmm. And so this was going to be about a 40, in that 47, 48, 49-yard field goal. So I was thinking they're going to go like a, an out route, you know, 10 yards, throw it to a sideline, get out of bounds, but get that additional yardage so it makes it more of a chip shot. So I was actually surprised when they ran the ball up the mm-hmm. middle and only got like four or five yards. 
and then you know got up to the line, spiked it so they could kick yeah. the field goal. Because I'm thinking to myself as a USC yeah. fan, I'm going, yeah. if they miss this and they go into overtime, all they've, the momentum they've now lost is with all Penn State. Moment. Because that's what happened after at the half. Penn State gained all the momentum. Yes. And then USC had to claw and scratch. It wasn't off big plays. They just yep. dinked and dunked and, and ate away at that momentum. But to go back to what you're saying, the kicker having missed those earlier, I think he had the leg on those. Yes. It was just a matter of accuracy. adjusting it. So I think with that, they weren't worried about the yardage. And I think yeah. – when the pressure is on, you knew he was going to hit it. Well, and, and so I have to give yeah. Clay Helton some credit here Big because time. because in the beginning part of the season, you know, I kind of would get on him about you know take that chance, do it. And so here I think, and and nobody knows their players better than the head coach because he watched these guys every day at practice. So he's watched his kicker, and you know he knew what he was able to do, and they put him in the position to succeed and. Clay Helton should take the credit for that call. For USC to show the grit and to fight back oh, yeah. and that they're back in the Rose Bowl after being gone for so long. So that leaves yeah. me to this. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> can we officially throw the sanctions out the window? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> that's it? Oh, that's boring. Well, next year, next year is the last year. <laughs> next year is have the to come up with another it's, crutch. Seriously. Next year is the last year where it technically still affects us. So oh, technically, it's still there. It's still there. Yes. Yes. Still yes. But, but yes. W- they've filled in the depth enough and they have enough talent to where it, you, you're you not going to hear it as a crutch anymore. Unless they lose and then you'll hear me use it. <laughs> but, you know, big credit to USC. Ben mentioned in our New Year's episode uh, that one of the things we're celebrating is USC's return to relevancy, yeah. and that was the win against Washington. We can scratch that. The Rose Bowl win is their return to relevancy because there is nobody who's going to want to play SC in September. When when you have this type of showing in the Rose Bowl in Southern California where all your top recruits oh, yeah. are, they saw it. And so if Clay Helton goes to your house and says, hey, you want to play for my team, you want to play for a national championship, I I think that you're going to get some five-star recruits this offseason signing with USC. And it was exciting football. It was a shootout. Oh, yeah. They broke the record for most points in a Rose Bowl in the third quarter. In the third quarter, yeah. yeah. In the third quarter, they had already broken the record. So the game ended with 101 points total scored, but that was already shattered before. I think that's more offense than the Rams (laughs) had this season. By far, yeah. So here's a question. Is USC football the football team in L.A.? I think they have been. Yeah. They, they have been Damn the LA's football team. Uh, definitely, yes. Right now, <laughs> yes. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. you, you know, I was watching the Rams game on Sunday. There are still Why? fans who go. Because <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. There you go. There are people who go to the Rams games and wear their USC gear. Yes. The Rams are in USC's house when they go and play in the Coliseum. Yep. And the big deal is made when Carson Palmer's returning. And that's the exciting thing is having a USC guy come back. The Rams are really not. Not LA's not team, and, and, and they haven't been. And I don't think it's anything to be worried about. Like that's how it should be. USC's been here forever. Yeah, the Rams just years. got back. Yes, that's true, and they're terrible. And <laughs> and we know LA fans. We're not going to be on board until they yes. win. And uh, except for the diehard fans, like yeah. Darren, like all the people that were at the game yeah. on <laughs> New Year's Day, <laughs> the tailgating like, section. Yeah, if you want everyone else that's going to buy tickets. You got to start winning. That's the only way you can win over LA. So absolutely, USC is LA's football team, and I don't think it's. Anything I'll to take worry that about. a step further. I, I actually think that USC is LA's team. Period. I, more so than the Lakers because the Lakers aren't winning. Wow. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think Ooh, that's, <laughs> I do. that's actually a good conversation to have. Who's LA's team right now? I well, think right that, more so Dodgers. Be yeah, I think USC. because of the, yeah, the USC no, UCLA rivalry, there's a big split there. Right. That splits LA in half, pretty much. No, so it it's, hard, it's hard to argue. No, it doesn't. I think you, I think you get three fans for every one of UCLA's fans in football. In football, for sure. 
I think Lakers are still. No, but Lakers, this is still a Lakers town. I don't don't even think it's close, to be honest with you. Another pod, pod. because we could spend a whole show talking about that. And And I'm a USC guy, so I want to argue on that side. Can we we knock out some of these replays in college football? (laughs) Jesus Christ, I feel like this game went three three days. There was a fumble. And baseball's And they're replaying who got the. Who recovered the ball on yeah. the phone in the middle of a, of, a, of a you know of a pile up? And yeah. I'm like, really? Come on! And it took like ten minutes, and it still felt like they got it wrong. And they got yeah. it wrong. We ended the season on a high note. I think at the beginning of the season, your goal is always to play in the Rose Bowl and win the Rose Bowl. Yep. And USC yep. did that. And considering the start of the season they had, to end on a win streak, to you know, it was just an amazing end to the season, and it gives us a lot of hope for USC fans out there. Very so, cool. Much respect. Congratulations, to Hammer. Nice. Very exciting. Well we know done, you SC. are well a hardcore SC fan. Congrats to SC and all their <laughs> fans out there. Let's move on and talk about, uh, depending on who you talk to, LA's other team. The Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Victor's in his poncho. Yeah. I love it, though. Oh, Vic, yeah. yeah, Vic in his Lakers poncho, by the way. Looking good, my friend. Cle- Feeling cleaning out, the, cleaning out the closet today, and I'm like, oh, look at this. Yes. I'm going to wear it tonight. <laughs> I'm thinking Christmas gift. Oh. <laughs> so the Lakers continue their rough season, winning two out of the last 10. They're now 12 and 25. Vic, what's going on? Defense. Not playing any D? No. They're playing more of the Matador type of D uh, <laughs> than actual real defense. They're, I was looking it up right now. They're actually uh, 29th in the league oh. out of 30. We're not last. Yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah. So, Vic, Vic, is it is it effort? Is it uh, is it game plan? Is it X's and O's? Like, what what is it? Why is the defense bad? I, I Well, I'm going to say because they've been focusing on the offense so much. Well, if you remember Phil Jackson, the triangle, you never really worked on defense because the def- the, the triangle itself puts you in a good defensive position, and they always worked on the offense. Uh, but that's a misnomer. I, I wouldn't say they never worked on the defense. I mean, that's that's just uh, um, a fairy tale. Perception. I think, yeah, perception of what it was like. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't, I don't buy that one second. Um, especially when you have a defensive player. You know, Kobe took it upon himself to become a defensive player. You know what I mean? And they had Shaq in the middle. I mean, he clogged up the middle. He was going to protect the rim. It's a big difference between that team and this team. Um, I, I, I think it has a lot to do with focusing on, because offensively you have to, especially with the new brand new system, they're going to be focusing on that a lot. And uh, they don't have the defensive players to become like this you know, Detroit Pistons type of team. So they're going to have to figure out a different way to run their defense. Uh, and once they figure that out, I think they're going to be fine because, like, they're still not getting blown out of games. It, it's not like they're a doormat where you know people are coming in and be like, sure. "Oh, you know, we'll we'll be up by twenty in the third, and we you know we'll play our, our you know our bench for the rest." No, that's not happening. They're they're losing these games. They're not getting blown out. And if they could figure out whatever the defensive, uh, whatever they need to do on defense to become better, they'll be okay. They'll be, and this is basically the team we thought we had yeah, anyway. I was going to say. I mean, it's right. not like when we got Luke Walton. You know, coming from the Warriors and and his background, I don't think anyone was expecting hard nosed defense when he came. So this is something that Luke Walton needs to work on as well with this right. team and bringing a defensive presence because that's not something that has been one of his strengths. So I think you, like you said, this is the team we were expecting. Yeah. So now you guys are coming back to reality. Coming back to reality, okay, yeah. pretty much. Down where we thought we were. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: It's actually a question uh, you had mentioned earlier. Is Brandon Ingram a bust? Ooh, tasty. Uh, you, you know, in my eyes up to this point, yes. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, if you look at his stats, actually, let me let me pull him. Actually, you want Eric? You want to pull him up really quick? I, I know sure. he's not blowing any anything out of the water. I, I, he's uh, averaging under ten points, and, and he's playing a little bit out of position because they do have him bringing up the ball and yeah, stuff. So point it's, it, forward, yeah. point forward type of deal. But he's he's not that right as of right now. And and this could change. Right now, he's not the presence that other rookies have been their rookie year. And so, being the number two pick. I would say as of right now, yeah, he's a bust. Yeah, he's 7.4 points per game, 1.9 assists, 4.1 rebounds. So I think when you look at him, you were expecting him on the rebounds. Right. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, 7.4 is, is light, under 10 points per game. Yeah. yeah we need, that's not a number two pick no. production. But, so I, I kind of agree with you, Vic, that at this point, I'm not seeing the same fire that you see with someone like Russell. When Russell right. came, you know, he had his flaws, but you saw that well, fire. It's in totally there. different. It's yeah. totally different because when you're a point guard, that's also it's it's a you, you can come in and you're playing against the smaller guys, you know, you're playing in space. So you're able to use your 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 quickness and your speed to be able to break away and, and create that space to get your shot and to get others their shots. Mm-hmm. He's playing in the forward position against guys that are outweighing him by 40 pounds yeah. and are still just as athletic as he is. When you know you look at some other NBA players that came in and immediately didn't make an impact, Kobe Bryant comes to mind. He was eighteen or seventeen years old when he comes in. He didn't have a great rookie season. He was playing about twenty minutes a game. James Harden, same thing. Dirk Nowitzki, same thing. What do those guys have in common? They came in when they were sixteen or uh, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen years old, and they just didn't have an NBA body. And it's it's more difficult for forwards. So I think that we need to at least wait another year or two to let him develop. To get that body size to compete with these guys that he's that he's pushing around inside, and then then we can make that call. But for right now, I don't think you can say he's a bust or he's not. Can I uh, say you're both right and you're both wrong? <laughs> <laughs> because th- at this point, it looks like a bust. But I totally agree. Oh with yeah, what no, Ben's I, saying, yeah, I, I think he's going to be fine. Too soon. I think yeah. he's going to be fine. But up to this point, he's a bust. And let me tell you that Kevin Durant. How much do you think he averaged his rookie year? Same body type. Same position. Durant is a special player. Ingram never but came in. A, never, but, Ingram never came in, and anyone expected him to be a Kevin Durant. Nobody. Yeah, yes, they did. No, ab- you did. That's, That's no. Because you're crazy. <laughs> I will pull. Here we go. I will pull up some articles for you. Before he came in the league, everybody was comparing no, him. To, not everybody. Oh my God. Vic, yes. people, people that don't know basketball like you, people like you think that. <laughs> No, Here that's not go. true. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, We're it starting is. Off 2017 <laughs> yeah. strong. Uh, it's not true. Kevin Durant, 20.3 points his rookie year. Yeah, so what? It's a different He's a <laughs> oh different my God. player. What? So I don't you know what compare, websites let's, you're let's, going let's, to. Let's compare LeBron James to everybody else. Like, you know, Kevin Durant no, is he's a not. special player. Mark Did Kirk, they have the same body Mark type? Ingram. Brandon Did Ingram. they have the same body type? Yes. Did they play the same position? Yes. There's nobody that has the same body type as LeBron James. 10 times the player? Absolutely. And he always will be. Well, I don't know about always, but Ingram, he is right now. Brandon Ingram, at best, is going to be a B player, at best. But okay, but then he's a bust. No, he's a number yeah. two play, number two pick. Okay, look, you have to look at who was else was in his draft. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. If Listen, you're coming in as a number get, two pick, if you get ten, guys, so Manu Ginobili was to pick picked when. Okay, will you, will you let me make my point? But when was manager going to be picked? I don't know. Second round. Okay. He might have, at this point, he's going to have a better career than Kevin, than, uh, than Brandon Ingram. Probably. He's a bust. No. When, when, when you're a bust, <laughs> when you're a bust is if there's 10 guys that were drafted after you that ended up being good. The fact is, is that there wasn't that wasn't a great draft class. So to get drafted number two in a class no, that, that wasn't that's that good. Bull. The draft class has nothing to do with the individual player. You're wrong. <laughs> well, okay, I, I see what you're saying, it, but so if Ingram 
goes number two. Say there's like Ginobili works out to be a better player, but no one else in the draft but, but he, stands above again, Brandon Ingram. I think what Ben is saying that Ingram, with the exception of Ginobili, which you know there's going to be that player in a yeah. draft. Well, that, and, and he got that, drafted on a team with a great coach and a great team around him. So I, the, even the Ginobili comparison isn't great. Because but, he was he was drafted on a team that was already competing for NBA championships. But but right. And but what is what Ben is saying is like Ingram was still the best option at number two. Right. Because the rest of the class, it's like, well, you're not gonna take anyone else higher than him. And what it tells you is it's the state of college basketball. Nobody watches it because it's terrible. That you're gonna blame millennials again. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, college basketball really has come down to like four games at the end of the season if you make it that far. It's 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 the sweet it's it's the it's the game of sixty four. Nobody watches it up to that point. All you got to do is play well enough to get in, which basically half of your NC2A teams get in, and then they go ahead and they play. But the fact of the matter is, is that the best players leave when they're freshmen, and they don't come in ready to compete. You know, or Ginobili, when he came in, he was coming in from Europe, so he had already been playing professionally playing league, yeah. for a lot of years. And and back at that time when, when uh, Tim Duncan came in, he had played in college for four years. And so their bodies are ready. They're ready to compete. So I think at that, that point, you could look at a, rec- a rookie and you can say, this guy is a bust or this guy's not a bust. Which is why you say it in the NFL, because everyone that comes out is either a junior or a senior. But, in, but when you're coming out of high school or you're coming out after your freshman year and your body is 50 pounds lighter than the guys you're competing against, there's no way that you could make that call. And then the fact is, is that if you've got, got 32 guys that were drafted or 30 guys drafted in the first round and he is the second best player, and I would say, I don't know what the stats, I don't have them in front of me, but I'd say he's probably paying, you know, Second or third uh, best of the guys that were drafted. I don't. I don't. Well, Ben Simmons isn't playing, so yeah, yeah he's yeah, not playing. That. So, so I just to... I just googled Kevin uh, Brandon Ingram was compared to. I just put again, that into Google search again. You know what? Four of the five Jeff, first results Jeff, came when back. Watch, when you watch a was movie, Kevin Durant. When you watch a movie, and it could be a <laughs> shitty movie, they always will compare it to a movie that's fantastic. It is. It's right? to make the story, make the make headlines the interesting, sure. So, sure. yeah, when you look at his body, you say, yeah, this is what the guy looks like. But he's never going to be that I, I had heard, Vic, I mean, to Thank Vic's you. point, Thank yes, you. a lot of people were uh, comparing the Durant. But to Ben's point, I think maybe that was... <laughs> we're going over. in circles here. Uh, we're, we're, so, we're accomplishing that. Back on what Ben is saying. Wow. Yeah. Listen, so Portugal won the Euro. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fish is fired! Agree to disagree. <laughs> Let's move on to the Clippers, shall we? Only three wins in their last 10 games, which included a loss to the Lakers. Thank you very much. Just got to rub that one in one more time. They're on a six-game losing streak. They're 22-14, and 14, second in the division, eight games behind Golden State. Benjamin. I think they need to worry a little bit. Their health. Yep. It's their health. I mean, the last couple games, Blake Griffin, I think he's going to be out for, what, four to six weeks? Uh, Chris Paul's been kind of in and out with yeah. uh, it's a hamstring injury. Well, right? that's g- give the Lakers win to Chris Paul and Blake yeah, Griffin not being in the game yeah. for sure. So uh, with those two guys out, that's that's your heart and soul. That's like playing without Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in any way saying that those guys even compare. <laughs> Listen, you can't compare Blake Griffin to Shaq, <laughs> but but those are their two best players. So when you're going into a game, and and I don't care anybody in the NBA has got talent, and when you don't have your two best players, the team, the the two guys that you build your team around, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. So at this point, if those guys can come back, uh, 
early enough in the season where they're ready to go for the playoffs, then I don't think they've got much to worry about. But because of their extended age and because of their history in the last couple of seasons, both Paul and Griffin with being injured, I think there's some concern that Clippers fans need to have at this point. I think it might be time to uh, to, to trade Blake Griffin. I, I was going to say the same thing. For the yeah. end of the season? I, you know, yeah. I was watching the Bad Boys special on ESPN a couple of days ago. And obviously, it came out a year ago or two years ago, but... One one of the things that they did right before they won their first championship was they traded for, they traded for Mark Aguirre midway through the season, and it was to get rid of some personalities that weren't really working in the locker room, and it gave them the shooter that they didn't really have. And so you know maybe with Blake Griffin, his trade value, I wouldn't say it's at its highest, but it's still high enough where I think you could get enough in return. Oh yeah, where now you can also change the complexity of the team and still give yourself enough time to put yourself together to make a run in the to, for the, in the championship because it's obvious that up to this point they've had this core together and either they can't stay healthy or they just can't do it. Right. And and the stats pointed out because with Blake Griffin missing games the Clippers still have a they're winning no worse. Yeah. They're, they have a winning percentage with you know, Chris Paul out they have a losing percentage. So Chris Paul is way more important to this team than Blake Griffin is. I want to congratulate all of you for making it through a Clippers update without bringing up the Lakers not once. Well done, gentlemen. We did, well talk, about, we did talk about the loss. The Lakers, <laughs> to be fair. I brought up Shaq and Kobe. Oh, there you go. Our record is still clean. Perfect. <laughs> we got to take a you. quick commercial, but when we come back, we're talking Rams. We got interviews with fans, Raiders, Kings, all that right after this. To build a championship team, today's general managers analyze their players using data and metrics. What if that same information were available to help you maximize the success of your business? Enter Snowfly. Snowfly works with both large and small businesses to identify and collect data relevant to their specific goals. Snowfly's innovative analysis and reporting tools define critical behavior metrics in employees and can drastically improve your hiring and overall productivity. Go to snowfly.com or call 877-SNOWFLY. That's 877-SNOWFLY. Call today. We are back. Before we get to the Rams, I feel like we need to mention Ronda Rousey. Give a moment. <laughs> we should give a moment of silence. Oh, a moment of silence to, to her career. Pour it out. Her, her, pour her it UFC out. career, anyway. Let's right. give her 48 uh, seconds. Oh, <laughs> 48 <laughs> moments. Her, Perfect. 48 <laughs> second moments. Perfect. 48 <laughs> seconds yeah. on the clock. Yeah. Her, her acting sucks, too, so she's not doing anything else. <laughs> I think she's perfect for the WWF. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's where she's yeah. going. There yeah. you go. That's where she needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did we start already? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. 48 <laughs> seconds. What happened? Oh, we got it? Hold on. Wait for it. Oh, this is great pod. 48 seconds. All right. Go. Ben, yeah. go ahead. You start because you, you brought it up before. You you said her career was over before, but it's got to be over That's now, That's like eight right? seconds right there. Yeah. No, it's it's over. She, you know, I had a feeling going in she was going to lose because, you know, with the whole, she didn't follow her mantra, which is to give interviews and to be lively and jovial and, and to do what she does. She was so like, I got to win this. I got to win this. Yeah. That I think the pressure was on her and she crumbled. She looked huh? lost out there. I mean, she looked absolutely seconds, lost. Down. Like, you know, I was telling Ben before, I was like, it looked like that was me in the ring trying to box. <laughs> like, it was, she looked completely out of sync. Fish out of water. Ooh, I don't yeah. know. More, more, more like uh, Mariah Carey. Yes. Yes. Mariah Carey. Yes. Mariah Carey got a few seconds. I don't know why oh. she. 
her game has always been the takedown and and, and nothing, and right? Nothing, but she stood up. And that yeah. was it. No, nope. eight seconds. Ronda was already down. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And right, just P. like that. That's how fast. <laughs> if if you want to beat up a bully, you punch him in the face. And you don't stop. Yeah. Even you if you're going to get there your you ass kicked. I think that pretty much works yeah, with anybody, we, we, right? Punch first. <laughs> the more you solid <laughs> Punch first and punch hard. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's what... Uh, Is that what you teach your daughter? <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, love it. Love it. All right. Well, let's talk Rams. Last and 12. Four and 12. Four. Ben called it. Dang it, you... They dropped their last home game, their last game of the season to the Arizona Cardinals, a massively unimpressive blowout, 44 to 6. Not that a single was embarrassing. Yeah. Scored. Yeah, just just terrible. You were hoping that the Rams were going to come out guns blazing and really just try and end the season on a high note with maybe a taste of what's to come, much like USC did in the yeah. bowl. None of that. None. Nothing. No. Nothing of the sort. <laughs> we actually have football players on our team, so. Oh! So, USC or LA Rams? Oh, the Rams would kick go? their ass. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams would win. It's, yeah. yeah. They're, bigger, NFL they're bigger humans. We need yeah. A, yeah, they are bigger we need humans. The Brandon Ingram uh, yeah, it was unimpressive. Before we I say give, it lightly, unimpressive. Yeah, very, it was very horrible. I was that's the rainbows and butterflies. Version. Oh yeah, that's yes. true. <laughs> See, the thing is though that it's unimpressive to you guys. This is a four and twelve season, and thinking back to the previous years where we've been one fifteen, two and fourteen, and three and thirteen, climbing up the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> now we're four and twelve. So, oh, so why did we fire Fisher? <laughs> so, yeah. But this is kind of the norm for, for, for Rams fans. This okay. is what we're used to. That's understandable. I can and, see and that. It's, and it's honestly, it sucks to say that. Yeah. If you're new, if you're new to the Rams, you're saying, "Wow, this is bad." But if you've been a Rams fan like Darren, you're probably like, "Yeah, this is yeah. This, this is, is what we do." This, this is a typical Rams season. I think the fact that now that the Rams are in LA, I think it is going to light that fire under Cronky's butt to clean house or do whatever it takes to make this actually a competitive team. I, I would be shocked if they don't do what the 49ers did and fire both, both. GM and head yeah. coach. Yeah. I, I'd scouts. like to see less I want to see though. the scouts gone, too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I want to see scouts the stadium out. Yeah. They obviously shirts. don't know how to draft. Well, scouts gone. You know, that's not necessarily true. Uh, if, if you go back to the Raiders... Uh, a couple of years ago, their draft book from a couple, like five years ago got leaked. If you remember, I brought yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. And they nailed that draft. The shitty part was that Al see. Davis didn't read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you don't know necessarily that the guys doing the draft books don't know what they're doing. You just don't know if Les Snead knows what GM he's doing. Right, so, right, right, right. so, you know, I would say try with that and, and then see where that takes you. Well, we'd like to bring the temperature on the diehard Rams fans that were out on New Year's Day for an unimpressive loss for the Rams. So we did a few interviews before the game on the South Lawn, and we'd like to play some of those for you here. All right, we got Ruben. It looks like he knows how to tailgate, sir. So this season, it's been it's been a rough one. Do you have like a low point of the season? The the, the point when uh, you know what? The minute the Rams announced they were coming to LA, we won the Super Bowl. There you go. Uh, so, I love that. I so love this get, guy. So I get one year. They get one year yeah. of. I was going to say a word that you probably couldn't you can, put on. No, you can say, say it. it. Say it. <laughs> one year. <laughs> Earmuffs. They had one year to fuck up. Yeah. And next year, we start over again. 
you know it's a good party right here when they have the Patron out. <laughs> oh yeah, this was full when we got here. What what do you hope uh, we improve most on in the off season? Well, doggone it, we know we're going to improve because we're going to get some uh, new coaching. Hopefully, those new coaches can inspire these uh, uh, players to get going. Because let's face it, it takes at the end of the day, it takes the players to get things going. Yeah. And if the players can't move the ball, then doggone it, we can't move the ball. All right, we're here with another guy who knows how to do it. He's got his rice, his beans, his carne asada. Sir, what's your name? Bruce Pfeiffer. Bruce, what's something you're optimistic about with the team? Some of the rookies. I want to see Farrell Cooper play. Higby play more. Spruce. Spruce needs to come back. He was great in preseason. You know, uh, golf's going to be all right if they, I can say this on the air, get a new quarterback coach. What What do you think as far as coaching goes? Obviously, Fisher's gone. You think the rest of the coaching staff needs to go? Yeah. All new blood? Well, you, you sat here and watched the Miami game. Yes. We're winning the whole game. They have 97 yards passing for three and three quarters. Give him the ball back for four minutes. He ends up throwing for 250 yards and beating us. Why do you go from regular defense, press, to soft, cover two? Why? Why? Sir, what's your name? Don't worry about that. I'm a Ram fan. That's all you need to know. That's what matters. Oh, that's all I mean. Fan. You, this is going to be good. I you can tell. call me Mr. Rams for life. Love Mr. it. Mr. Rams. Um, Mr. Uh, you better bend your ass over. Here I come. Uh, now, yeah, this go. is not going to be going on Snatch Chat or anything like that, right? <laughs> no Snatch Chat. We don't no want Snatch Chat. No. What do you think we need to improve on the most in the offseason? Well, you know, Gurley, he, he needs to beef up a little bit. That guy, yeah. he's yep. looking too slim. But, uh, you know, I was almost to the point where we should have called Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner and put their ass in because yep. this is amazing. I, I, I You know, I'm, I'm happy they're back in L.A. We live in Bakersfield. Yep. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, we I've been around for them my whole life. It's been, I even got a tattoo, you know, but yeah. uh, it, it's been uh, it's been pretty rough, you know, but I still love my team, but, uh, you know, we need to get an offensive line to protect the young guy, you know. he's uh, he's He's got a great arm, you know, I, I think he, he can see the field well. Uh, he look at him when he played in college. I mean, that guy was amazing. But uh, we need some. We need to protect our quarterback, yeah. and we need to protect our quarterback. And you know what? Hey, Gurley, step it up a notch, bud. You need to get. You need to get aggressive, and you need to pull those people five and ten yards again. Let's go. Tack on another uh, fifteen pounds or so. Yeah. Uh, at least fifteen. <laughs> yeah. At least fifteen. Yeah. If uh, old Gurley wants a little schooling on how to pull those people five to ten yards, he can come on down to Bakersfield. We'll put on a clinic. We got some whiskey drinkers. We're in good company. Wait, is that a Cardinals drink? Oh my gosh. And you guys let him join? It's the love for the game. It doesn't matter. We'll love him still, even though he's a Cardinals fan. He's not a Browns fan. Fair enough. He's not a Browns fan. Fair enough. Fair enough. Browns fan. Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys been out to many games this season? Is this the... We've been out to pretty much every home game that they've had, so... Okay. So then you know it's been a rough, rough road, a shaky season. Um, but hey, they got rid of Fisher, so... Yeah! It's only... It's only uphill from here, man. <laughs> you got, you got uh, anybody you'd like to see replace him? I'd like be to see happy that he's finally bit. gone, and then we could worry about his replacement. I just don't want what's his name, Shanahan. Like we just Kyle need to Shanahan. not have. Oh. We need someone who can come in and totally redo the offensive line yeah. and actually pull the. We have good defensive players, but we need to pull the defense together yeah. and we just be able to. <laughs> we need the draft picks back. <laughs> 
We don't got yeah. that many, so. so. So your strategy is to get a flex capacitor in a DeLorean yeah, and really go back go in back time. And, and, and You know what? Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> you need to drink more for that. So, sir, you are out here wearing a Cardinals jersey. Been a Cardinals fan for like 14 years now. Oh, really? Wow, okay. All right. Do you think the Cardinals are going to win today? Nobody cares. All right. <laughs> So we're talking to a gentleman, his shirt says, this team makes me drink. It's got a ram with its head to its forehead. That is the epitome of this season, that's, sir. Yeah, that Absolutely, is totally this, this is the last game of the season. We gotta be like this, right? Yeah. Brought my daughter to her first game. Oh, what, what's your name? Maggie. She's Look got the, the mask on and everything. And the camera. I love it. You guys got the, the this is the whole it's family, right? Family right here. This is Ramily. Yes. There you go. Yeah. This is Ramily. That's what it's all about, especially in a season like this where it's been so rough, uh, just coming out here, celebrating, rough. having a good this time. Is football every year, brother. <laughs> this is rough. You know what it is. It's just everyone this in LA is the got smoothest it's been in how many years? <laughs> We're back in LA. Exactly. It's smooth sailing from Which, here. We would go to bars to watch them, hidden bars, because no one wanted to play them. Yeah. But we got to see it. Now this year, everyone in LA says, "Really? They came back for what? Yeah. For this? Yes. That's for right. this? Yes. For everything you see around you: smiles, drinks, little girls coming out playing." Nacho Libre behind you. Yeah. And what's your name again? My name is Darren. And Darren. Yeah. Holding a microphone in my face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every, <laughs> That's what we came for. Everybody comes for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. That's the way to be. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's our team. Whether we, whether they're good or bad, they are our team. That's true. That's yeah. true. And for generations to come, right, sweetheart? Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> you know what we wish for? Are you? Are 500. <laughs> That's what we wish for. Yeah. 500. <laughs> so is that your wish for 2017 absolutely. then? Absolutely. 500. 500. If right. we can go 500 yeah. in LA, we're good. I mean, yeah. it couldn't be that hard to get much worse. No, it can be. <laughs> it was definitely a fun time out there on the South Lawn. Yeah. And, and and that is definitely true, <laughs> regardless of the season. It was a fun tailgate, a great atmosphere. Yeah. Although the product on the field wasn't the best, it was good to have football back in LA. And you can see the, uh, the, the seed of what could be great if we can get get the Rams good and, and the, the fan base to grow. Yeah. You know, going from camp to camp, it wasn't necessarily that I heard the fact that it was a, just a 4-12 and 12 season. It was the fact that the Rams just came back to L.A. Again, these are fans that grew up with them in the 70s, in the 90s, and in the 2000s. And I said earlier that we've been accustomed to these 4-12 and 12 records. Congratulations, Steve, went on calling 4-12, by the way. <laughs> Done, by the way. Good job, sir. But You're welcome. Yeah, but they're accustomed <laughs> to these records. And they, they took that out of the equation. And the fact that they were just back in L.A., that was just step one. Don't you kind of feel, though, that the Rams coming back is like going back to an ex-girlfriend who gained 100 pounds? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you went right for it, huh? You know what? If you loved her. They you loved her, man. I this, though. But, but you if she's, have a girlfriend. I'll tell you what, though. If she's the only girl that's going to come to yeah. your house... Then that's your option. There wow. might be another girl this, coming. This is getting soon. a little too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's sad. Little too yeah. Yeah. That's this just is, this is another podcast, I, right? Just to, to bring it back to kind of what the fans are saying, I saw a tweet that I think sums it up pretty nicely, and I forget who who it was, so I apologize for not giving them credit. But they said, at the end of the day, the marquee says Los Angeles Rams, and for that, I'm happy. So I think that's the general yeah. consensus. That was, and the, that was definitely yeah, the consensus. The Rams out there. are back, and 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 the records. 
are not pretty, but you know what? We have a team. Yeah. Whether we love them, where we them, we're talking about them, and we have a team to love, and we have a team to just trash. Also, yeah. speaking so of fun. records, shout out to Johnny Hecker who got the NFL record for most <laughs> punts within the ten yard line, I believe. Which ah, at right. first wow. you realize, wow, congratulations, Johnny Hecker, and then you realize, oh no, wait a minute, that's because he had to punt so, so many, many times this yeah. season. And that's because he was accurate. MVP I want to go right with there. accurate. Yeah, he thank you, man. Yeah, I want to go with accurate. I he appreciate also completed that. a pass. <laughs> he did. Yeah, yes, right. he did. <laughs> and I'd like to take this opportunity. We had some bold predictions before the season, and one of the predictions was, will the Rams score more times than the LA Galaxy did? Oh, that's right. Where are we with that? Yeah. So I did some math. Okay. Now this is score, <laughs> so it's not points. Not total points. So because a, a touchdown counts the same as a goal. Exactly. Would. So Although the Rams might need... That extra six points. Per, <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. Right. How does a field goal work six. out? So field goal still counts as one score. So because it's six points, three points, it's not fair to compare points. So we're going to go with time scored. So this means touchdowns and field goals. The Rams, 14 passing touchdowns, nine rushing touchdowns, and 19 field goals, plus one <laughs> defensive touchdown gives you 43 scores this oh, season. Oh, yes. The LA Galaxy scored 54 goals oh. this season. <laughs> Well, mind you, it was in 35 games versus 16, so you got to give that true, but still. Yeah, that's pretty pathetic right there. Come on. Still unimpressive. (laughs) Definitely not good. Basically, let's put the spotlight on you real quick. Les Snead, should he be back? Les Snead, no. Les Snead should not be back. Coaching staff. Coaching staff, uh, Rob Boris has to go. Um, The coaching staff goes with the head coach. The uh, the only... Coach that would I would love to see stay special on the Rams teams. is special teams. John Fassel, yes, yep. he needs. He did a. I would I would love for him to get at least one win, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. But hey, Rexy you know Sexy will hire him. Rexy Sexy is in, which I hope he doesn't. He's not in. I hope he keeps him though. So I know we've talked about who you want to get, and I've thrown out that Rex Ryan is available, <laughs> and that's who I think the Rams were going to go after. Who is a realistic candidate for that job? I would say either... John Gruden. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> well, that's to bring Ben on board, right? <laughs> Rainbows and butterflies, you do not disappoint. Oh, yes. That. yes. I'm going to say coming. either uh, Kyle Shanahan or Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels okay. being the offensive coordinator under Belichick for... I think uh, he deserves a second chance. Yeah, that's fair. He deserves a second chance. Well, he had two years in under uh, Denver. He didn't do so well. He did eight and eight. But uh, other than that, man, he he did a great job being uh, the offensive coordinator for Patriots. He called a sixteen and no season. Uh, he did great job with Tom Brady. He did a great job with. Well, Tom don't you Brady. think Tom Brady does well himself? <laughs> but okay, you take Tom Brady out of the yeah. equation for the first four games this, this season. Who took over? Yeah. You know what? That's a fair argument. But I'll tell you what: I would take anyone that has been spent ten minutes in a room with Bill Belichick. Behind closed yeah. doors. So my, my top two are Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> better than Shanahan. Fisher, right? Yeah. Right. Definitely, Absolutely. Definitely better than Fisher. But yeah, my top two are Kyle Shanahan and uh, Josh McDaniels. I like Josh McDaniels because that brings the – I think the offense is something that needs a total turnaround. And the Patriots, you saw what they did with their offense this season, You know, even with Brady suspended for those four games. So I think that's the direction you want to go. I actually disagree. I oh, think here that, we go. I think that Kyle Shanahan <laughs> is the way to go. Because if you look at... He's not a bad choice. Well, if you look at his at his dad, Mike. Mike, yeah. When he took over the Redskins. Now, granted, they didn't really turn it around. 
But Mike was the one that drafted a lot of the players that have put them in a position to compete for the playoffs, yeah, that's including Kirk now. Cousins. That's if you remember, Mike Shanahan was against drafting. Um, yeah, they had RG three. RG three. They had both of them at the same time. Ah. Yeah. And so it was his management that said, "We want to get RG three in the first round." They traded up to get him, and then it was Kyle Sh- or Mike Shanahan later on in like the fourth or fifth round. They said, "We need another quarterback because I don't think that they thought that RG three was going to make it through an entire season." And that's when they picked up Kirk Cousins, who is now their you know, their main guy. You like that? So <laughs> so I think that Mike knows football. He's won two championships. He's a great coach. I think that if Kyle comes in for a year or two under Mike, being the head coach, that eventually if they can get things turned around, that he would hand the reins over to his son and that they could go on from there. I think that's the way to go. Or you bring in Kyle Shanahan, and as the new GM, you bring in Mike, his dad. Ooh, tasty. There you go. Well, the plot thickens. <laughs> I, I still think you're getting wrecked. No. We, got, no. we got a lot of speculation to do, absolutely, but it was a rough Ram season. But I'll tell you what, great to have him back in L.A. Can't wait Indeed. to see what yes. happens in the offseason and definitely can't wait for next season. Yes. And hopefully, I'm going to be there. Hopefully it's 5 and 11. Oh, yeah. 5 and 11. Uh, An improvement, maybe? High hopes. <laughs> so to take D1's question to you, Jeff, do you buy season tickets next uh, season? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think, Absolutely. I think everyone who bought extra season tickets does not. Yeah. You don't buy extra season tickets. No, you don't buy extra season tickets for sure, but absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, I know friends and family who bought 12, yeah. 13 Because I'll tell you tickets. what, even, no more. even those crappy games that were awful to watch at home. If you're at the stadium, yeah. they're not nearly as bad. That yeah. win over Tailgate. Seattle in the beginning of the season, you're watching that at home, that is an awful game. You're at the stadium and you're on your feet shouting, going nuts. Like, it was great. And of course, the tailgate before is always a good time. I don't know about you guys, but I went to go watch USC play Alabama and when they were down as much as they were, I don't give a shit who's there and who's cheering. <laughs> I was sitting down waiting for that game to end. So I, I, I don't know how you guys are having fun at some of those games. It's because you hate crowds and you hate being out of your living room, man. I hate watching shitty football. Well, <laughs> and there you have it. There you go. <laughs> That's why you'll never be a season ticket holder of the Rams or your team, the Raiders. Why don't we move on and oh. uh, we'll give you some time to talk about your boys. Although this is. Yeah, I'm curious. Ooh. This, this is, is your reaction here. As a non-Raider fan, it's you never want to see a team, even if you're not a fan, when a player who's no, so important not at all. as Derek Carr is goes down. I, I, I want to say that my last update I said, I want the Raiders to jump out in front of both Indianapolis and Denver so that by the third quarter they can remove their, their star <laughs> players so that they don't get hurt. I hope you guys remember that I said that. <laughs> yes. So here the Raiders were up, I think, over 20 points in the fourth quarter with 11 minutes to play, and Derek Carr was still in the game. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is he still doing in the game? Uh, and then uh. on an innocuous play, his left tackle slips allows his first sack for the season, comes in, and he rolls his and breaks his leg. And mm. now he's out for the season. He's out That's the six year. to, I think they said four six to six to weeks. weeks. Yeah. Is it six to eight? Eight, I think. Yeah. And, you know, they're speculating if the Raiders made the Super Bowl that there's a slight chance he may be able to make it. But going into the Denver game, you know, there's a couple articles that came out about Matt McLoyne. And, you, know, you guys are riding high on Matt McLoyne. You know, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily riding high, but I was thinking to myself, you know, if there's ever a time for a guy who's given his moment to succeed, this is it. He's been sitting behind Carr for the last three years. He's been watching him every day at practice. He knows the Raiders' offense. 
So I think that he could bring an element to the game that maybe the defense wouldn't be prepared for. So I was thinking, you know, like he may come in, be successful, beat Denver, and then have another week off because we'd have a first round bye where he could then prepare for either the Steelers or the Dolphins, I think is who they were going to play. And so these articles came out, so I posted on Facebook, and I said, you know, there's a, I have a feeling that McLoin's going to come out and he's going to shock the world. That He's going to come in, and it's almost like the Raiders didn't skip a beat. Now, does that mean he would be the Raiders starter moving forward? Absolutely not. But that's the reason why you have a backup quarterback, especially somebody who's been there for three to four years, is that the expectation is that when your, your top guy goes out, that he'd be able to step in, and it's almost like you didn't miss a beat. You're going to pull a Tim Tebow in the well, playoffs? Well, so I'm going to get to Tebow in a second. <laughs> I was so, thinking Willie Beeman from right. uh, any Willie Beeman. So, so he goes out, and he plays like shit the first, what, quarter and a half and gets hurt. Yeah, and gets hurt. That's the I think, kicker. I don't know if he went into concussion protocol, but I, I think his shoulder got hurt yeah, or whatever. So, they yanked yeah, him, and so then they put in uh, Connor Cook from Michigan State, who hasn't seen any action this entire season, and that's where my football stopped watching because then they, they pre- <laughs> Effectively change it to the Chiefs game, and I couldn't oh. watch it anymore oh, wow. because the Raiders were down so much. But, yeah. you know, at that point, you knew that the Chiefs were going to beat San Diego and the Raiders were going to lose to Denver, so it really didn't matter. But I did want to see how Connor Cook did, and, you know, all the interviews after was that, you know, Jack Del Rio said, you know, he did really well. And, you know, that's what you say about your backup quarterback when he's put into a tough situation. <laughs> so I don't really know if he did well or not, and they're kind of debating who's going to start the playoff game. But at this point, the Raiders. I, I think the Raiders' season is over. Um, you know, yeah, it's going to be who, who 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 consensus. Who Definitely going to be playoffs. Tough. I was going to say the only good news is that they're playing the Texans, who have an even worse quarterback worse, yeah. situation going on with the Brock right. Weiler. Well, well, they set Brock Weiler. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to start or there's Tom Savage. Yeah they're, yeah, they're a mess as well. So so there's a chance. There's a slight they chance might sneak out that the, the Raiders round. may may win. But if they do, then it's only going to look ugly yeah. in the second yes. round when they get blown Agreed. out like like the Rams normally do. So. <laughs> so at least you made it to the second round. You're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough, but you know this. This is that growing pain. Yeah. You know, and 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 I've and I've said it in the past. You have to go through these growing pains. Young teams have to know what they need to do to win. And and I guarantee you that at week 15 of next season, if they're in the same position, they're going to bust ass in the first quarter so that they can get removed so they don't get hurt. The the one thing that I am sad about is that Derek Carr doesn't get postseason snaps. So even though he is in the running for the MVP and he had a great regular season, he still won't know what it's like to play playoff football. The rest of the team will, but he won't. So if they make the playoffs next season, does that now then put them another year behind because their one most important piece to the team who hasn't seen playoff snaps, is he going to melt under the pressure because he doesn't know what it's like to play there? I don't know. So... It's it's really hard for a Raiders fan, you know, with all the futility that we've had for the last fourteen <laughs> oh, yeah. years to have, uh, to have this happen. The rug yanked yeah, right from under. Seriously, yeah. that's the worst. <laughs> but I mean, it could be worse. We could be Rams fans. So <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, that's wow. how you end your Raiders oh, update wow. for the season. <laughs> well done. Dang it. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Jerk. Come on, John Gruden. Come back. <laughs> Come to LA and make this guy a Rams fan. <laughs> I told you they'd only be my second favorite team. Ugh. That's good enough. All right. Well, before we get out of here, we got to do a Kings update. And to do that, special guests from the Guys in Shorts Kings show. We got James and Jordan. Get in here, gentlemen. Quack, 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 quack. Oh, wow. Oh, That's a nice boy. set of balls on you, James. I'll tell you what. Over the last few weeks, the rivalry oh, between shows has really <laughs> escalated. 
Yeah, well, so actually, Jordan, Jordan, what, what you Jordan came in with, with macaroni and cheese. What are you going to wash that down with? What are you? What do you got there, Jordan? It's actually uh, macaroonis and cheese. Oh, <laughs> wow. Macaroonis and cheese. Oh, macaroonis so, and cheese. So, so is that a new sponsor? Don't know. If they want to sponsor us, they can sponsor us, right? Someone <laughs> has sent Jordan uh, a few things in the mail. It's arrived anonymously. <laughs> this yep. is a bowl of mac and cheese shaped like... Uh, Dicks. Men's genitalia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's use the scientific term. The this, male so, penis. Yes. This was the second item received. The, box? the first was a bag of dicks. And oh. it was, they were like gummy bears, but obviously the male genitalia. Yes. Now, there the suspicion go, is, because no one is fessing up, that it might be Darren Basis sending this house. Oh, 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 oh. He has not, he has not owned it. That sounds like a planned response, too. <laughs> denied, denied. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good nickname for you guys. Why you gummy red? dicks? <laughs> there you go. The Macoweenies. The Macoweenies. Oh, all the hate. All the awesome. hate. I, I'm not going to fess up, but you know what? I'm not going to deny it. So, uh, you know what? Take it as you may. You, you can either confirm Even if it's not deny. you, it's something you should own because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> maybe you know, I did and maybe I didn't. And that's the exact response I've gotten from everybody because I've asked everybody I can think of. Really? They're like, no, it wasn't me, but I fucking wish it was. <laughs> so good. That is so pretty genius, good. though, yeah. Gentlemen, what's the latest and greatest in Kingsland? What can we expect on the show this week? Uh, well, we beat the Sharks. Yes, on that New Year's Eve. is always yes. exciting. Uh, that's the most exciting thing for tonight's show, I think. Um, <laughs> well, we got the Sharks again, so it's it's nice to now play play Sharks again and uh, and hopefully repeat that and kind of get ourselves back go. on track. We got back-to-back against the same opponent, especially a rivalry. It's it's definitely something yeah, that always up nice. momentum. So. I yeah. thought once we started the King Show, we didn't have to talk about them anymore. <laughs> That's how I feel well, about the galaxy. You guys, you guys spent a lot more time on Oakland, so I don't know. <laughs> we spent a ton of time because the they're relevant. Isn't even in LA. <laughs> These are done with the Rams talk now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. That is true. Fair enough. All right. Well, for all your Kings news, definitely check out the Kings Show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Fun stuff, James, guys. Jordan, also Dennis, who. Isn't here, probably. Thoughts and prayers. Kid stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> Where's our beer? You guys owe us oh, beer. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. We've got uh, 36 cans of strawberry uh, margarita out there. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Is that what you Kings fans drink? No, no, we, we figured that's what you guys like. So you said 30 pack, we got you a 30 pack. Dang it. I'll drink it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's be a little more specific. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid right. of a strawberry. You, you have to, right? Yeah. I'm in. For those who don't know, Darren and Jordan had a bet going on FanDuel. And and Darren won. Yes. However, Jordan might have the last laugh, although actually not the last laugh because you didn't bet anything on it. Jordan took first in the FanDuel League this week. First with 140 points. Darren took second with 122. So good job, gentlemen. Way to <laughs> way to show us how to play. Eric didn't even know how to sign up I, this week. Was, he pulled a James <laughs> Whitlock. Yeah. I do love. You, you totally skipped I'm, out, you fool. I I'm totally love that you had 11 players, and because I didn't go, you didn't win uh, money that week. <laughs> That's pretty it awesome. It was all his plan, It was actually. well worth buying beer for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm so actually you out at 30 bucks. I'm proud yeah. of the show that I wasn't able to get in because it was already full. So Yes, there you, you guys. Go. You know, good job. Good job, there everyone go. out there. Looking out for everyone. You know, don't want to take anyone's money. Well done. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. We are guys in shorts. 
Shorts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Shorts LA. Find us on Facebook. Check out the website, guysandshorts.com. And while you're there, you can find the Guys and Shorts store. Get all your swag, shirts, sweatshirts. Ponchos are in back order. Oh, we we'll need to get, get those some ponchos. We do. We, we really do. That would be great. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail for us, call 562-450-3356. And as always, please share the show with all your friends. Review us on iTunes. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Gentlemen. We're out of here. Good start to 2017, I'd say. Well done. The Rams right. are no longer going to be reviewed. Uh. <laughs> and Oakland's not going to make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll actually get a podcast down to a half an hour hey. again. <laughs> not likely knowing no. <laughs> Jordan and James, thanks for coming in. Thanks, guys, for having us. For Victor Costello, Darren Beza, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson, and we'll see you guys next week. Go, Kings, go! Go, Kings, go! Go, Kings, go! Quack, 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 quack!